same voice as usual. No Pharmatias preaching today. We welcome Pharmatias, his pastor at St. Mary's in Corvallis, and we grew up together in a sense. We studied together, and he, we were ordained on the same day, so it's a great joy to have him with us to, today. Last week I started reading this book, it's called Nothing Short of a Miracle. It's a very good book, it's a night reading, and it tells different miracles performed by saints that both lived in the U.S. and in the last two centuries. So it's a very contemporary book. It tells all stories of the healing that the intercessions of saints like uh, Madre Cabrini, St. John Newman, not Henry Newman, but St. John Newman, who lived in Philadelphia, um, also Trees of Calcutta, JP2, Fulton Sheen, Solanos Casey in Detroit, how through their intercession, many people came to be healed. And the introduction is called Turning Tough Things into Blessings. That's kind of the theme of the book, how God is an expert in turning tough things into blessings. It's a book about people who are very sick, almost dying, and then a healing came. So you can get the sense of the title. And today we celebrate the Feast of the Holy Family. And that could be a way of entering the mystery or the meaning of this feast. How God turns trials into blessings. We can be tempted to think of the Holy Family as the Holy Family, like they are nice, holy, they have no problems, and yes, nice, tender Jesus, nice Mary, and Joseph, and so on and so forth. You get the point. But we read the gospel of the Holy Family, and we read this exhortation of the angel to Joseph. Rise, take up Mary and, and her son Jesus and go to Egypt because Herod wants to kill him. That's pretty dramatic. Mary was just after giving birth. It says that right after the Magi departed. So right after the birth, they have to leave. I was never pregnant, but those who gave birth, you can tell that you're not super excited to go to Egypt after maybe a couple of days of giving birth. And then move to a land they don't know, a different language, a different religion, a different community, a very unsafe traveling, and so on and so forth. This is a big trial. And this is not the only one. When Mary is looking for a place to give birth, the gospel says there was no room for them in the inn. That also is very dramatic. Then they were very poor. When they offer something in the temple, they just offer a pair of doves, what a poor family will do. And then they lose Joseph. We don't know exactly when, but he dies. So the wife loses the husband at pretty young age. And the same Jesus loses his foster father, and so on and so forth. And you know the end of the story, the death of the son of Mary. So 
we see that it was a holy family, but it was a tested family. And in all those testings, in all those trials, God was bringing blessings. If you think of the blessing of going to Egypt, we cannot exactly know, but we can maybe deduce some things. For example, they grew in the sense of God guiding them. Three times Joseph had a dream and God directing the place where they have to go. Maybe family life was strengthened. You know those couples that get married and then they move to another state and they know no one. They grow in kind of the inner life of the couple. So in Egypt, in a very isolated place, they might have grown in conversation, in dialogue between the three of them. So this is a very encouraging message because we all know as we celebrate the Feast of the Holy Family that our families are tested. Our families are not perfect. I don't know yours, but mine for sure. I cannot say much because sometimes my mother hears the homilies, but for sure, like all families are tested and there are trials. Plus that in our own families, there's one more factor that we need to consider and it's our own sinful, sinfulness. So the Holy Family had trials from the outside, but we also add the burden of sin. In addition to any trial or testing that might come from society to our family, we also need to consider that we are broken and that hurts others. So how can we learn from the Holy Family? Because the Holy Family is given to us as an example to follow. The first thing we should consider is in the trials you face in your family, what is the blessing that is hidden? What is the blessing God wants to bring about? What is the grace he wants to give you? What is the virtue he wants you to develop? So many parents struggle because children lose their faith or choose a very different lifetime. That's a big test, a big trial. What blessing can you draw from there? If there is sickness in your family, what is the blessing, the virtue, the grace that God wants to bring about? Or if even in marriage, like things didn't go the way you thought, maybe you were betrayed, you were hurt, or you were even abandoned. It's not that God wanted that or God sees that as a blessing, obviously. It's a test, it's a trial. God didn't want Herod to persecute Jesus. He had to run away from Herod and out of that running away, he brought a blessing. So not all things that happen is that God is causing them. He might be permitting them and in a mysterious way drawing a blessing. So in the case of a marriage that fails or is not working as well, what is the blessing, the virtue? Maybe he wants you to grow in mercy or other graces or virtues. 
and so on and so forth. And the most powerful blessing we can always ask for is a blessing of knowing that Jesus is in your family. As he was in the Holy Family, even in the midst of trials, he's there in the center. That's a great blessing in itself. The second thing we can draw from the example of the Holy Family is that not all trials are very dramatic. Some trials are daily, and they come from human beings that are broken and imperfect and super selfish living together. And maybe you are not living with your family. If you are someone who moved from another place and you live with your roommates, that's kind of a family as well. So when we think of the trials, we can also think of the trials that either we bring to our own families or the trials of the imperfections of others. I love the quote of Saint Escriba de Balaguer who said, don't, don't say that person gets on my nerves. Think that person sanctifies me. Today in the morning, after I said this homily, again, a phone was going off, and I was like getting so nervous, and I said like, don't think I don't like that cell phone. Just that person sanctifies me. <laughs> it's a very effective way to turn a trial into a blessing. Don't say my husband drives like crazy. He sanctifies me. Don't say my wife is always late. She sanctifies me. Don't say my roommate does dishes only once a week. He or she sanctifies me. Don't say this person is too messy. He or she sanctifies me. I'm just remembering many confessions in the last week. <laughs> so don't say that person is this or that. How that imperfection can help you grow in holiness. You turn that test and that trial in patience into a blessing. And the final thing we can learn from the Holy Family is that not all time is a time of trial. Not all time is in Egypt. Actually, the gospel says that when Herod dies, they go to Nazareth. And if you have been there, it's such a beautiful place, peaceful place. So Jesus and Joseph and Mary grew up in this beautiful small town of Nazareth. And it was a very beautiful time. They might have gone to the synagogue to pray. Jesus might have learned from Joseph. He might have played with his cousins and neighbors, doing no miracles because the first miracle is the one of Cana. Praying, speaking after a day of work, a peaceful setting. So no all times in family life should be like an Egypt mode time. A time of trial, actually most of the time should be Nazareth time. But that Nazareth time should prepare you for Egypt. 
that time together with your family should prepare you to grow stronger, to face deeper trials, as Mary is going to do and Jesus is going to do, both in his public life, more trials, and end on the cross. It's like parents when they save money to send the dog to give. So when things are peaceful, we need to grow in the domestic virtues, grow in inner unity, grow in praying together, grow in getting to know each other, grow in our trust of God's presence in our lives, grow in our trust of God's goodness and God's providence. When you receive communion today, you will hear the after communion prayer. And most of the times we kind of space out. But that post-communion prayer says, those who have been refreshed with the sacrament we have received, may, after all the trials of this life, enter the final home of heaven. Those who have gone through all the trials of this life, enter the final home of heaven. And that's a dream that keeps me going. When I think of my families, because I have three families, like my parents and my siblings, I have this Catholic community, I have the St. John Society, I consider them all of like a family. One of my dreams and one of your dreams should be as well, that you enter after many tests and after many trials, not alone, but with your family into the glory of heaven. What a beautiful picture. Jesus, Joseph, and Mary welcoming you and welcoming your whole family, walking and encountering. Let us pray for that grace and in the meantime, let us believe that he is with us as he was with the Holy Family.